Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russett. Michael Russin. I'm going to go by my full name now. Michael Russin. Um, welcome. Today was a different day for me. I'm on my way to the gym now. It's 2 o'clock, which is very unusual. I'm interested to see what the uh, Friday at 3 p.m. crew I really hope it's not absolutely mobbed. I'll be very upset. I'm thinking that'll happen at four or five, so I should be in and out before the rush comes. But today, uh, my wife, she went and got her hair done. And, you know, her getting her hair done is like four grand and it takes seven hours. So she had to leave real early in the morning. I wouldn't have had time to get to the gym, back, just in my, I would have had to rush. I hate rushing when I'm at the gym. I do not like to schedule things around my, like the gym's like my sanctuary. You know what I mean? Not, no offense to God and his sanctuaries. I should say my, the gym's like my little slice of peace in the world. So I don't like to be rushed. So, uh, all that goes to say is I was at home with little baby Ada today. I, I had a blast, man. <clears throat> She's so good. She's such an easy baby. You know, mom left around eight, eight thirty. Ada and I, I, well, first I woke her up. She woke up around 6.30. So I, I got some time to myself this morning. I sat down, I read, you know, I let the chickens and I let the ducks out. I came back in, I had a big glass of water. I fasted this morning since I wasn't hitting the gym. I decided to fast until 11 o'clock. So I fasted, I just had a big glass of uh, salt water, you know, a little pinch of salt water. I probably had two of those, about two liters of water. Um, Ada woke up. Went in, spent some time with her, fed her. She took a whole bottle. Mom came in, said goodbye. It was tough for Geneva to leave her. This is the longest that Geneva's ever left Ada in, you know, five months. So Geneva, who's crying, going out the door. But she left. She went. She got it done. And uh, Ada and I, we spent more time together. I put her down for a nap. She slept for like an hour and a half. My little sister, Sarah, actually came over to take uh, Ada, just watch her while I did my... Uh, mid-afternoon meeting so I ran two meetings at a first big group meeting and then I had uh, a meeting with my social media account manager uh, you guys are about to see a lot of really cool stuff happen we're about to start doing reels I'm about to start to film myself in the car uh, so you guys will have visual with audio um, a lot of big stuff YouTube I've already done a couple YouTubes but just more organized more planned out I'll probably do some gym content as well uh, so we, we game planned all that. Uh, Ada took another nap, fed her again. We went for a long walk, her and I together, little girl and I. And uh, Geneva just got home right around 1.45, so I bagged up and hit, hit the road for the gym. You know, and I, I shared a post from August uh, 22nd of, or I'm sorry, August 2nd of last year, 2022 is where I got the 22 from. But August of last year, and... Uh, it was an episode of this show, and I can't remember the title, but if you go back to August 2nd, 2022, it was a podcast episode, and Ada wasn't here yet, and I was saying, watch, watch when my child's here, I'm going to be in better shape, I'm going to be in better condition financially, I'm going to be in better condition mentally and spiritually, and we fast forward a year, Ada's here, she's five months old, my wife is already pregnant with our second one. And all of those things hold true. And you know what? For the first time, I'm really going to come out and say I'm very proud of myself. I'm very, very proud of myself. 
I told you all a year ago I was going to come out a better, badder version of myself. And not just the fact that I had a kid, but every other obstacle, adversity, and everything else that I've dealt with in the past year. We fast forward a year, I'm in better shape physically by a long shot. Look at a picture. I showed a picture of me 18 months ago a year, and, and now it's crazy. The difference is ridiculous. I am in better condition financially. You know, I was just, uh, I had actually taken out when I first started this company, uh, the staffing company that I sold off uh, a couple months ago. Um, I had taken out business loans because I had savings, I had investments, but I didn't know how this company was going to do. And I had taken out some loans to start this company. Those all got paid off. My credit's like in 800. Like, like everything, it's crazy. Everything has gotten better. My, my spiritual walk with God, I found a church that we're going to every Sunday. I'm tithing more than I ever have. You know, I'm tithing five figures a month. Um, and I don't say that to brag or boast. I say that that part because I'm just in such, I'm, I'm happy to be able to be in a position where 18 months ago, two years ago, 18 months ago, really, it was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I was in a position 18 months ago where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to support my family financially. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll find a way to make it happen. And I did. You know, started all these companies and sold companies and got involved in other business ventures. You know, um, whoa, hold on. This guy. Uh, this, this lady almost killed these people in this car in front of me. This is, of course, these women. Uh, banned women drivers. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sort of. Um, I just, and, and all this goes to say is that everything I said a year ago has happened. And I didn't use my child as an excuse. And my good rugby friend from college, JD, he popped up on my Facebook because I posted it on my Facebook. And he popped up on my Facebook and he said that, you know, people use children as an excuse to further cement and validate bad behavior and bad habits. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's what I got from what he said. He left a big, long paragraph. And it's so true. Your kids will make you better. Or you'll use your children as an excuse to get worse. You'll use your children as an excuse to become more undisciplined, to become more unhealthy, to get fatter, to become more disorganized. Or you'll use your children as a reason to improve your self-discipline, to improve your body. I'm not doing this self-righteously, getting in, staying in really good shape. I'm doing this because I want to be around a long time for my daughter. And not only that, but when I'm 60 and hopefully I have sons, I'm able to still play football with them and throw some 60-year-old men can't even get out of an armchair unassisted because of years of abusing their bodies and poor decisions. And I have to be the best that I can be spiritually so that I could be the best head of household that I could possibly be for my wife and my children. I have to be. It's not because I want to be. It's not because I, I need to fulfill some self-righteous quest where I look good, feel good, play good. It's I have to. It's my responsibility and it's my duty as a man. I don't have a choice as far as I'm concerned. 
Some people treat it as if it's a choice. It's not a choice. The moment that you decide to put, this is going to be a little explicit, your seed in a woman is the moment that you have decided to become a father and the moment that you have decided to embrace all of the responsibility, honor, and privilege that comes with that role. But some people do the exact opposite. They run out on the kid. Some men, or some men allow the child to become an excuse for bad behavior, to become an excuse for undisciplined behavior and bad habits. They become, they, their child becomes a crutch for your mediocre attitude and your mediocre behavior. And it's very disappointing. What I see, I want to tell you how I really feel right now. And this is going to hurt some of your feelings. Which is fine, because hopefully it'll get some of you to wake up. But when I look at a child, a little girl or a little boy... And I see that their mother and father are overweight. And I know that there are some very awesome, there are some lovely, wonderful people that I know that are overweight. There are some amazing parents that I know. There are some amazing, they're just amazing people that I know. Being overweight is does not mean that you are a bad person. There are plenty of in-shape people that are alcoholics. There are plenty of in-shape people that are cheating on their husband. There are plenty of in-shape people that are doing terrible things behind the body. So I'm not, this isn't an all-encompassing statement that fat people are inherently bad or evil. However, (laughs) you you guys know when I hit you with that however line, the truth is coming, right? However, I feel bad because that child is going to grow up in a household of very poor health habits and they're at a major disadvantage. If mom and dad are fat, how, what are you, I I would love to see the data on the chances that the kid comes out healthy because I guarantee you it's less than 5% chance. It's like growing up poor. It's the same thing. Mom and dad didn't make the necessary sacrifices before, you know, and we could go into the whole thing about how some people are born into different such. I get all that. The way I look at it is there's an endless supply of money and you can figure out a way to go get it, but instead you're watching Netflix or TikTok, right? And you're not monetizing those two things. Like if you're going to use TikTok, monetize it, right? So anyways, we're not going to go down that road today. But it's like if you grow up poor, you're more likely to become poor. If you grow up in an atheist household, you're more likely to become an atheist. If you grow up with fat parents, your kid's more likely to become fat. So I look at this kid, this little boy, and I'm like, man, his parents could be great people. He's going to be well-rounded, but he's going to be fat. He's going to have health issues. So he's already at a disadvantage early on in life. And I know I've been hitting on the health thing really, really hard lately, but I want to keep nailing it home to you guys that it's such a critical point. It, it doesn't matter how much... Why would I sit here and preach to you about your, your money if you're not even going to be around long enough to see the fruits of your labor? Or you're not going to be able to enjoy the fruits if there are any because you're disabled. I had a conversation with a gentleman at a bar a month ago, and I never got to talk about this on the podcast. This guy was, you know, he's 80 to 100 pounds overweight, and he was looking at me. You know, a lot of old guys say the same. Oh, when I was your age, I was that size, and I used to bench 580 pounds. You know what I'm saying? They all, they, everybody used to bench 500 pounds in high school, apparently. But uh, so they look at me, and this guy, he was, he took a very different approach, and I respected him for it. He said, you know what? I was in your shape 
uh, in my 20s, and he said, uh, my, I got a divorce early. My wife and I, we got married at 18, and we had a kid. We got a divorce by our mid-20s, and he said, I completely let myself go. And he said, now I have a cane I have to walk with. He said, both my knees are gone. They're obliterated. There's no cartilage left. He said, I'm on, I can't remember the amount of medications he was on. He said it was asinine. He said, but he's very successful. This dude's a multi-millionaire, owns a construction company here in Maine. Multi-millionaire. His truck outside, he had one of those big souped up, uh, what do you call those, black widows that he could barely get in and out of. He had to pull, he had a, like a modified step rail to get into his own car because he had mystery. He said, if I could go back, he said, I would give up all the money to have my body back. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can have both, but you can't neglect one. They're not like being fit and being financially successful aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, when I go to the gym early in the morning and I get there between five and six o'clock, it's Bentleys, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Maseratis, M-Series, it's all the nice cars. And you go inside and everybody's clean cut, they're polished and they're in shape. I think there's something to be said. I remember I took a kid to work out with me, he was visiting and he said, how come you don't lock your locker? And I said, the thieves aren't up this early. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? The thieves aren't up this early. Nobody's stealing things out of lockers at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's the 4 or 5 o'clock crew, the night crew you got to worry about, right? At the gym. But, so all this goes to say is, especially to the men that are listening to me, you have a responsibility to be the best that you could be in all areas of your life. There's no sense being a 10 financially if it's going to make you a one physically, it's better to be an eight financially and an eight physically and an eight spiritually. You see what I'm saying? It's almost like if you're making a loadout character for a video game or NFL, you know, uh, whatever the NFL is uh, version, Madden. You know, you're creating a character. You only have so many skill points you can distribute. I would rather distribute those. But the thing is, is that you can actually add skill points over the course of your life. Like you could be a, a five physically, a five financially, and a five spiritually and go up to a nine in every single area. That's the beauty. Where people get lost is they only focus on one and add skill points in one area and they lose the skill points in the other areas because they're not developing those areas daily. So the last thing I want to talk about because I'm within seven minutes of the gym and I wanted to really hone in on this today is... A very good friend of mine who listens to this podcast, his name is Alex. Uh, if you would like to follow him, it's Iron Bison Strength Co. Like Iron Bison Strength Company, Iron Bison Strength CO uh, on Instagram. Very close friend of mine, very good trainer. Uh, if you're looking for a personal trainer, uh, he's your guy to get you into shape from home. Like he doesn't do all the fancy, fancy this. He's very traditional uh, in his approach. Deadlifts and kettlebells, baby. And I respect that strong kid, got a good heart, Christian guy, and he's a father. And uh, I'm saying all this because Alex reached out to me today and uh, he says to me, hey Mike, he sent me a long paragraph. He said, I just, I'll summarize it by saying, he asked how I was doing and asked me if I needed prayer in any area of my life. And it, for a couple of reasons, it really took me back. Number one, I don't get messages like that. Most 90% of the messages that I get are people asking for help, which is fine. That's my job. That's what I'm here to do. Please do not ever hesitate to reach out to me. 
unless it's about money, please think twice about asking me for money, please. Uh, but if it's advice, please, I'm here to help you. But that's that's my job. So 90% are, are, are just people that need help and, you know, the remaining 10, 10% are people that want to kill me, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I got this message and I, I, I opened it and Ada was crying and, you know, I'm home alone with, the, with my kid and, you know, I got meetings going on this and problems with the business, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I kind of like glazed over it. And then I really stopped, like I stopped myself and I sat down and I reread his message and I said, man, how blessed am I to have a friend in my circle that would take the time to even ask me this in the first case? Because I've talked about this before and I had some loud mouth women come back. I told y'all women to keep your mouth shut on this topic because you will never know what it's like. I don't want to hear from a woman on this. Do not message me. Do not tell me that I'm wrong. Do not tell me that you care. Please, women, be quiet. Do not talk to me about this topic. Nobody gives a shit about men. And the last time I did an episode on that, I had all these, well, well yeah, we do, and we just, you know, and then there was a bunch of excuses as to why. Anyways, I just, it, it was very frustrating for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not here talking about giving you advice on the second trimester of your pregnancy, okay? So why don't we just stay in our lanes? So anyways, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, you can see that got me agitated, right? So you can see, uh, or I'm thinking, uh, man, this is so kind of him because we, People don't give a shit about men. It's just, it's very simple. Men are, and more young men are realizing this as they get older. You see a lot more memes about this. Uh, you see a lot of memes about how, like, the world is very uncaring and unforgiving in the realm of men. It's true. And that's the burden that we bear. We're the builders of the world. You know what I mean? That's where the protectors of the realm, so to speak. So to speak. And so we're, we're to some degree, we're expendable. And we have to be to fulfill our roles. But anyways... I was thinking about how nice it was for him to reach out. And then I was thinking about, well, do I need prayer for something? And I said, you know what, man? I said, if you could pray for anything, I'm just, I feel recently, and maybe this is why my, I, I just don't feel like I've been, today I feel very good about this episode, but I don't know that I've been bringing my A game to these podcasts. I felt very spread thin. And I've noticed that my messages, and I talked about this before, have been a little angrier, a little bit more of an edge to them. And I just, I, I told him, I said, listen, man, I feel, and this is just me being vulnerable with you guys. I feel sp spread very thin. You know, I've got all these companies going on. I'm launching two more companies. I've got to hone in on my social media presence with my media team. Um, I'm spending a lot of money on all this stuff. It's very expensive. I'm paying lawyers. I'm dealing with this absolute legal bullshit, this absolute nonsense, this incessant gayness legally that everybody knows is horseshit that I have to deal with constantly. Um, I've got a baby, which is a blessing, but my wife's pregnant again. There's just like, there's just a lot going on. I'm trying to get things right with a government agency that will remain unnamed on this podcast for now. I'm trying to, there's just, there's, and then there's this and there's this and this person needs help and this, I'm just spread so thin right now. And I feel I said, please pray for me to have more energy. I said, I'm not asking. I think the difference between me and a normal guy is that a normal guy would pray for God to take these things off of his plate. Me, all I just, all, all I need, if, if you're going to pray for me, just pray that I have the energy and the wisdom to deal with the situations and deal with them properly. That's all. That's what I need. 
I don't need the lessening of the burden. I just need the strength to get through it and to handle it like a man, like I'm supposed to do, like you're supposed to do as a man. So that's what I told him. And he came back and he said, he said something that I've kind of alluded to on this podcast that many men right now are spread thin. And I liked what he had to say. He said, I don't know if it's the chaos of the world just spilling into all of our lives. I don't know if it's that God is preparing a certain group of men. You know, we're getting battle tested now for a war. You know what I mean? Like whether it's spiritual or physical, you know what I mean? Like maybe we're being prepared for something, but many men are spread super, super, super thin right now. Just about everybody I know is spread thin. And and I've been wrestling with this. Just, is this just a fact of getting older? That when you hit your 30s, everybody's just eating dookie 24-7. You know what I mean? You know, I've got very wealthy friends that are suffering. And I've got very poor friends that are suffering. Everybody seems to be suffering in multiple areas of their life right now. Whether it's health issues, money issues, business issues, legal issues, deaths. Like It's, it's like this crazy torrent of negativity and then you pile on everything that's happening all this sick twisted perversion that's happening in the world and everybody i think is is spread a little thin <laughs> and listen what are you doing another guy almost pulled out in front of me you know he's probably spread thin too I've been having more patience with people because instead of looking at people like they're absolute retards, I'm like, this guy's probably just so spread thin right now. He's in his head, didn't look up to see me before he almost pulled out in front of me and killed the two of us. Uh, anyways, by mess, see, that's the devil right there because I was about to give you the crux of the message. Isn't that so funny? Little conniving little weasel, you know, finding his way in there to derail, derail me. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> is you're going God put you in the position that you're in for a reason and you put yourself in the position that you're in for a reason and God is allowing you to be in the position that you put because often it's not we, we sit around and we're like oh God's doing this to me and it's like oh no it's just the consequence of my own actions I have done this to me and I expect God to just divinely scoop me up out of every single problem that I cause for myself. That's not how it works. Instead, we should reflect upon the fact that God has us here for a reason, that God is equipping us with strength unto the battle, that God will always provide for us in every single circumstance that God as long as we trust in him and we are living a humble and repentant existence that God will pull us through whatever trial whatever obstacle whatever tribulation no matter how difficult it seems at the time God is there and the most getting emotional the most beautiful uh, you, you ever, I'm sure you've seen that uh, picture of it's like a, a pair of footsteps on the beach and the guy looks back and he, you know, at the end of his life and he's like, see, look at all those times that you left me, God. There's, there's only one pair of footsteps. And uh, 
He says, there's only one pair of footsteps. You left me. You abandoned me. And God said, that's what I was carrying you. And uh, that's what I was carrying you. So, just, uh, I can't go into the gym emotional. People are going to think I'm going to shoot the place up. <laughs> like, here's that angry guy that benches 405 for reps and doesn't say a word to anybody. And now he's crying. <laughs> Run! He's going to kill us. <laughs> Quite the opposite, my friends. Hey, I'm going to let you go. Uh, that's the message. All right, I love you guys. Goodbye.